there is no perfect time to start. Take the leap and embrace change. You know, change is ongoing and it's sometimes uncomfortable. And knowing that it will take you time to get there. Find a mentor or a trusted advisor, someone who's already done the process. So you can also learn from their experiences as well and apply it to your life. Hey family, I'm Shoshana and you're doing life with Lakeisha and living her through. Welcome to the Living Her Truth podcast, where we have honest conversations about what it means to live a purpose-driven life. I am your host, Lakeisha Wooder from LakeishaWooder.com, the place where women receive the tools necessary to feel seen, heard, and supported while pursuing their purpose. And now every week, you'll learn those same tools through candid and transparent conversations. Hey family, welcome to another episode. I am so excited that you're here. I do not take it lightly that you decided to hit that play button and spend about an hour of your time with me. So with that being said, I want you to know that I'm 100% invested in your self-awareness journey. So you better believe that every week I'm bringing my A-game for providing you the tools necessary to live a more fulfilled purpose-driven life. So family, I want to remind you to please take a moment to leave a five-star rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Because as you know, I set a lofty goal to touch 1 million hearts within the next two years. And I can only do it with your help. So please remember to download each episode, share this conversation with at least four people you know, and repost on your favorite social media platforms. Also, don't forget to click the community button that's in the show notes so we can stay connected and continue the conversation. Well, family, this year is winding down, right? And Thanksgiving is this week. So I want to take a moment to do a mental check-in. If you're listening on liverhertruthpodcast.com, leave me a comment below this episode letting me know your holiday plans. And I also want to know how you are mentally doing. You know, the holidays are coming up. We're in the middle of a pandemic recession. You know, I want to know how are you mentally handling the holidays? Or if you're not listening to me on livinghertruthpodcast.com, you can tag me on social media at Lakeisha Wooder. So for me, you know, like I do every year, I'm going down to my in-laws. I am fortunate enough to have married into a family that I absolutely, that I absolutely love. I understand how lucky I am to actually love my in-laws. So no, I'm not cooking because my mother-in-law is probably the best cook in Texas. Like, hands down, the best cook in Texas. And there is no competition when it comes to her spread, okay? Because my mother-in-law is a, you know, Southern country woman. And she puts out a spread every holiday. So there's no need for me to cook. (laughs) And this year, I'm super excited in particular because... We're planning to take family photos, which I'm super excited about. Um, Jeremy and I have not taken family photos yet. So this is our first time and I'm super excited about it. So yeah, I'm a little geeked for for Thanksgiving to happen this year. And uh, for us, dinner is just going to be, you know, 
immediate family because we keep it safe. You know, the numbers are spiking and, you know, my um, in-laws are a little bit on the older side. So we just have to be careful with, you know, bringing large crowds around them. So it's just going to be an intimate setting with just me, Jay, his sister, all his nieces and nephews, and then my mother and father-in-law. So it's going to be good. So please share with me your holiday plans because I would love to know. Like, I want to know which one your family are doing. Please let me know. Now, for today's conversation, I'm sitting down with a new sister friend to talk about pivoting careers, pivoting our careers, especially pivoting in the middle, middle of a pandemic. Because with everything that's going on in the world, you're probably playing it safe, right? You're probably playing things safe. And I get it. And I am not here to, to judge you, but I am here to challenge you. I want to challenge you to get uncomfortable and make the best hard decision that you can make. So today we're having a conversation with Trishana Osborne, and she's going to talk about how she was able to pivot from a prestigious career to follow her purpose. And it was, you know, a very hard and brave decision. And she's going to give you some really good tips on how you can do the same thing. But before we get started, I want to formally introduce Trishana to you. Shoshana Osborne is an inspirational life coach focused on helping young Black women manifest their abundant destinies by teaching them how to address self-limiting beliefs, showing them how to align their purpose with their life goals, and enabling them to live fiercely as legacy builders. She grew up in a single-parent household with her mother who worked as a household helper to put food on the table and make a lot of sacrifices to send her to college. Trishana thought a medical career would give her, you know, the accolades and freedom from her poverty-stricken childhood. But then her life pivoted in a, in a different direction, criminal justice. And along the way, she began to understand that all her experiences, failures, abuse, job rejections, and thirst for knowledge had been preparing her to truly embrace her purpose. Trishana created her life coaching business as a commitment to helping others find their way so Black women like me and you can build our legacies together as a community in support of one another. Family, get ready to eavesdrop on my conversation with Trishana Osborne. Trishana, thank you so much for saying yes to having this conversation with me today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to sit down and I'm so excited to sit down and talk with you today. But before we jump on in, um, I like to start off every conversation with just talking about how I come to know the guests that I am having a conversation with and this episode is no different. And so you guys uh, here on the podcast, I have talked about this amazing online uh, Facebook group. <laughs> about it several different episodes i've had several different people from this particular group here on the podcast so when i tell you this group is the bomb obviously it's it's the bomb because i'm studying having my people here on the podcast and um trishana is in this group as well so we are a part of of this group we came in at the, on the same cycle are you cycles here 
Yes, we are. We, we, came, we, we even came into the group on the same cycle, so that should so, so that should tell you guys something. Um, but we came in on on the on the same cycle, and so we've been part of this amazing group, just really like supporting each other, and we follow each other across social media. So we always talk to each other on social media. And um, Trishana filled out the guest form to be on the podcast, and I'm just like, girl. Yes. <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even read it. Like, uh, of course. <laughs> of course you could be on, on the podcast. So I'm I'm super excited. Um, uh, super excited that you're here, Trishana. So thank you once again. <laughs> yeah, thanks again. You're like a big sister to me. <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate that. So um so yeah, so Trishana, we have a we have a few things. We have a few things in, in common. So I'm I'm super excited to get into this conversation so we could, you know, so we could talk about those things and talk about it from uh from a different perspective, you know, from our two different pers- pers- perspectives. And those who listen to the podcast and have followed me, you know, on social media, you guys know that, you know, I attended law school. I got accepted into Third Marshall School of Law. And after a year, decided not to go back to law school because I was just like, okay, uh, I don't really want to do this anymore. And kind of sort of went through a little bit of an identity crisis. So um, that's my story. And um, after deciding not to go back to law school, I ended up embracing my purpose, which is something that I always knew what it was, which, you know, it includes me sharing my story of surviving sexual abuse. And you guys know that I fought that for a long time because I'm like, ugh, I do not want to spend the rest of my life talking about the darkest part of my life. But, you know, eventually I embraced my purpose. And so now I'm here doing this podcast, have my consulting, you know, company, just helping, you know, women and making connections all around the world. And so I'm super excited about that. And um, Trishana, you did something pretty similar to that. You did something pretty similar. Uh, for me, it was a legal field, but for you, it was the medical, medical field. Tell us about that. How did you, or why did you um, go from leaving the medical field to, you know, empowering women? How did you, how did you make that transition? I have a Jamaican native mother who placed a lot of emphasis on education. Mm. And I was raised to believe that certain professions were more respected and give more fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And as a child, I yearned for acceptance and validation. I thought the medical career would give me some sort of approval and permission from others to have a more meaningful life. I assume that after I studied my undergraduate degree in medical technology mm-hmm. that I was going to go medical school after but things didn't go exactly as planned my life pivoted to criminal justice I faced a lot of job rejections which caused me to go in great depression anxiety mm-hmm. you know and I had a fixed mindset that you know I was going to get a higher promotion in my criminal justice career, but something didn't seem right. And I was just searching for contentment and happiness. And after years of searching, I discovered that I really wanted to use my passion to empower 
you know, women in their purpose. And interestingly, my first boss gave me a life coaching book, which I hid away because I assumed that I was going to pursue this medical career regardless. And then I realized that this was a sign and the redirection and career mishap was leading me to where I intended to be, which is now a life coach. Wow. So, oh my goodness, just in the little bit that you just said, I'm pretty sure so many, you know, men and women, not just women, men and women can relate to what you just said. You know, you have a Jamaican mother who uh, put education on this pedestal and you thought that your happiness and contentment, you know, will come from the medical field. Again, like I said, you know, we have that in common because for me, it was becoming, an, you know, an attorney to become the next Perry Mason. Like that was my definition of success. Growing up in the projects, you know, I'm, I'm the oldest, you've seen a lot, been through a lot. You know, we grew up, we didn't have role models, positive role models growing up. So I figured, you know, let me be the example of success that my siblings need to see. And so I put this pressure on me to get this legal degree because I had something to prove, you know, growing up in the projects, you know, um, the media, all I saw was that I was doomed to be a failure because I was raised in the projects. My mama was on welfare and she had a house full of kids. So I was doomed to fail. So I had something to, to prove. And so like you, I put all my eggs into that legal basket Okay, thinking that it was going to bring me happiness and not to say that that I was um, unhappy pursuing the career because I wasn't, you know, it was working. I was in law school. That was the reason why I came down here to, you know, to Houston, Texas. So when, you know, when I heard that voice say that this is it, that's like your your role ends here. Well, like when I didn't go back, I was confused because I had no other plans, no other aspirations, you know, because I knew I was going to become, I was going to become an attorney. And for all intents and purposes, it was happening. I was in law school. <laughs> like, so, um, so yes, yeah, so it was a big transition um, for me. But you know what? I, I thought that my mom was going to be upset with me not going back to law school and that was so far from the truth was your mom upset with you when you decided not to pursue um not really okay not really okay okay well that's that's good so let's talk about self-limiting beliefs because normally most times they materialize you know at a young age right we have these self-limiting these self-limiting beliefs and then you know when they materialize we start to you know act them out we start to live in those uh um, limiting beliefs and then they start to infect us they infect our mm -hmm. thoughts they affect our actions you know they infect how we see ourselves and how we show up in the world so because we have been living a certain way for so long we may not know that we're living according to a limiting belief so for someone who is in that situation right people are saying oh you know you have self-limiting beliefs or whatever tell us like how can we recognize 
a self-limiting belief and then how can we eradicate it once we recognize recognize it okay this might sound crazy but befriend them because oftentimes we so focus on ignoring them and hopefully they disappear but just aware of them spend some time on disturbed and write them down and dispute those thoughts and replace them with positive affirmations. Because as you said before, you know, our beliefs are instilled by our parents and we assume that we believed that they have the best for us. And we haven't really challenged those beliefs to understand where they're from. Is this helpful? Is this logical? Is this healthy? Yeah, I love that. And no, that does not sound crazy at all because um, because another because pretty much when you say befriending them, it's just pretty much face face the limiting, you know, face the limiting belief. But I guess the, the you know, one of the ways that we can really like understand that it's limiting us is when we have this belief system that's, you know, stopping us from making a move right? It's, you know, when you have thoughts and after having these thoughts, you feel worse than what you did before having the thoughts. You know, you have these thoughts and you're not seeing any type of progression, right? That's a sign that you're having a self-limiting, you know, thought that's stemming from a self-limiting belief. And, you know, most times it, it happens, you know, because of unresolved trauma. These beliefs are birthed from an unresolved trauma that we haven't, you know, faced, right? And we don't want to face it because who wants to keep going back to uh, a circumstance or a situation or face a person that has caused us harm and hurt in some way shape form or fashion so y'all know y'all know my story so I get it I get why you don't want to you know face your traumas but you have to because when they go unresolved you know they turn into these beliefs that's going to ultimately turn into you know these self-limiting thoughts that's going to stop you from having a life that was designed you know specifically specifically for you so I want to just like encourage everybody to do, you know, to, to get the help that they get the help that they need. So, you know, Tashana, like me, you are a first generation college graduate, right? Yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something else that we, that we have in common. Um, do you think being a first generation college graduate or the first person in your family to reach success, do you think that has impacted your self-esteem in any way or cause any additional stress or pressure to be perfect? Um, yes, to an extent, because my mother was a foreign immigrant who came to a strange country for a better opportunity. And there were a lot of expectations to do well in school and to be like the savior, someone to be a role model, someone could look up to and also take care of the family. And it became overwhelming at one point and even exhausting to live up to these expectations. I found myself in comparison zone where I felt like I was behind and I became envious and jealous of others persons who were ahead of me. 
and I literally became my worst enemy. I was hard on myself to meet these goals. And when they didn't fall through, you know, I fell more into depression and it negatively affected my self-esteem. I never felt that I was good enough. Then I realized that validation comes from the inside. Otherwise you will spend your entire life keep chasing it from people, jobs and things which will leave a void. And once I define my own definition of success and that my success is living in my purpose each and every day and it's okay to be different from others. I love that. That's, uh, I love that. That's, that's, that's good. I can relate to that on, man, I can relate to that on so many different levels. But how did you make that mindset shift? How did you go from the, the mindset of, you know, I have all these pressures to be the savior to I need to just validate myself. You know, I was tired. <laughs> I was tired. And then I spent a lot of time just contemplating and seeking support. You know, no man is an island. Because oftentimes when we do introspective, it, it can be a very horrible experience, especially when you look in the mirror and you're not happy with what you see. And I guess that's with any addiction, you know, cause people to refuse to get help because of the idea of that they might be judged are still stuck in the rot. So for me, it was just seeking support. And once I saw the help, then I was able to, you know, adjust my mindset and move forward. That, that introspection, man, it gets us every single time, you know, um, which is why I think, you know, a lot of my clients hesitate before coming to work with me because I'm a self-awareness coach, right? So self-awareness, a part of that is that introspection, introspection, right? Looking at yourself, you know, from the inside out. And there's so many things that we just don't want to face, you know, because we just scared to face them. And like you say, we're scared that people are going to, are people going to, to judge us, you know, but, and, and all that is true. But the thing is, is that people are going to judge you regardless, you know, they're going to have something to say when you think that you're doing everything right. They're going to have something to say when you are messing everything up, you know, um, one of the life coaches that I love to follow is Lisa Nichols. Um, she's like my inspiration. When I first started my business, I, you know, found her and I just like latched on to her because she shares her story of going from, you know, welfare to Wall Street. You know, if y'all don't know who Lisa Nichols is, I need you to Google Lisa Nichols. And you, you know, should. I followed her too. <laughs> yeah. Love me some Lisa Nichols. But um, she said something that her grandmother told her and it sticks with me to this day. She says her grandmother was like, you know, it's, it's our job. People are going to talk, talk about you and have something to say. So why not give them something to say? So what her grandmother, grandmother was trying to say is just be you, whatever it is that you are purpose to do, do that thing, like give people something to say, you know, cause if you are so worried about, uh, what other people are going to say about you, then you might as well just do what the hell you want to do anyway, because they're going to talk about you, whether you do or you don't, people are going to always have something to say. So why not give them something to say? And do what it is that you purpose to do and live your life according to how 
you want to live your life you know so so yeah but um I can definitely you know relate to that a lot too because for me it was imposter syndrome because you know first generation college graduate first generation to have any type of level of success man I went through imposter syndrome because when I would go home um like on holidays for like Thanksgiving holiday from college or whatever it was always this big deal you know and which is cool you know because you want people to have a big deal when you go home because you know they haven't seen you in a while but I just felt like I needed to be something that I wasn't right like I needed to look like this epitome of success that people thought that I was and during a time you know, I had just started my healing journey from the sexual abuse. So on the inside, I was a wreck on the inside because I am going through this healing process, you know, because all of these thoughts and feelings and revelations was coming out, you know, as I was going through therapy and stuff like that. And I found myself pretending or putting this mask on every time I went home, because even after everything was said and done, Nobody was talking to me about what happened. Nobody was asking me, you know, hey, you know, how, how's it going? How are you doing, you know, at school, you know, and things like that. Like nobody delved deep. And because nobody asked about it, I figured nobody wanted to talk about it. And when you, you know, live in silence for so long, um, it's hard to just like put it out there and just like bring it up. So I hid it. I hit it the best way I could. You know, I would go and buy new clothes every time it was time for me to go home (laughs) because I didn't want to look how I felt on the inside on the outside because I needed to be this pillar of strength. I needed to be this example of success, not really understanding and realizing that people will find strength, you know, in my healing process. I didn't know that then but I know that now. So, so yeah. Do you have any revelations that you didn't know back then, but you know now based off of your story? That you don't need any validation from others to pursue what you're called to be. Because for me, as I mentioned before, I spent my entire life like seeking this validation because it's like I needed this permission to start my dream career and to know that everything that you want is already inside of you. So sometimes when we go there searching, you know, as that green light to go ahead, just know that you are enough just the way you are and persons are waiting for you to serve and use your gifts. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So what transformation did you experience to get to a place where, you view your your job rejections, you view poverty and sexual abuse as preparation for the work that you're doing right now. I learned one of the greatest thing is to forgive myself, mm-hmm. <laughs> recognize that it's not my fault for the sexual abuse and poverty or hardship I endured in my childhood and give myself grace, give myself time to heal. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be on anyone's timeline. You know, sometimes we always ask, why do, why can't you get over it? You know, it's been a long time ago, but it's okay to go your own timeline. 
and be you. You know, for so long, you know, I, as you said, we all, well, I'm guilty of it. Wear that mask where I go there and I put on this mask for everyone to see. And I, I was afraid to share my potential because in school I was told that I, I was either too shy or I talk enough. And so I was always mindful of my behavior, even at the workplace, because I didn't want to offend anyone. And now I realize it's okay for me to be me, talk my own truth in my own way, and also seek support, reach out, find your community, and set boundaries. You know, I've learned to walk away from any pursuits or things that make me feel any less value than what God called me to be and support myself around people like you and others who can uplift me and pour into me. Because as women, you know, we are natural givers and caretakers. So we always give in, but we also need to replenish ourselves as well because we're going to be just empty and depleted on the inside and commit to the process. It's not easy. It is work. And knowing that you will have the highs and the lows, the rain and the sunshine, but you will need both the rain and the sunshine to go and thrive. Yes. Mm, I love that. You're going to need the rain and the sunshine to thrive. I love that. I love that. I absolutely love that. You know, I'm so glad that you said that because when we go through anybody, whether you male or or female, it's like when we go through trauma, like we also put our own selves under pressure to hurry up and heal and get past it. You know, I did that at the, you know, at the beginning of, of, of my healing journey, you know, I will put pressure on myself like, oh, Keisha, can you just get past it already? But I had to realize, you know, I was, you know, in that situation for eight years, eight years. Do you know how much trauma happens? How much damage somebody can do in an eight-year time frame? So why would I think that, you know, I will be over it in eight weeks or eight days? Like, why would I, why would I think that? So once I remove that pressure off of myself, you know, I would not allow anyone else to put that pressure on me to hurry up and, and heal from it, you know, because it's a, you know, it was a delicate situation, you know, so I needed to go through the process, however long that takes, because what I did not know then, but I realized now is that, you know, I went through all of that to help the women that I've helped up to this point. Like, you know, because I there has been plenty of times I have walked off stage and women have come up to me after an event and, you know, and has said, you know, thank you so much for, for sharing. Like, if I could just have a piece of your confidence, like, how do you even get that, you know, get that confidence? I could never stand on stage and say what it is that, you know, that you said and share what you share. And that's okay. Because not everybody is meant to do that, you know? Obviously, it was meant for me to get up on that stage and show you whatever it is that you needed to see to get the help that you need, right? So I, I did not let people, you know, tell me that I needed to hurry up and get past it, right? Because there was things that I needed to, to learn. There was things that I needed to go through. There were... Um, 
other wounds that needed to heal so I can, you know, be a blessing and example to, to other women. So I said all that to say that, you know, you have no idea what it is that you're supposed to learn on your journey. Trust the journey, trust the process, like Trishana said, trust the process, go through the process because you don't know what you've been refined for, right? We just, we just don't know at all. So Trishana, with this whole pandemic situation, has it caused you to regret your decision to leave the medical field and start your coaching business? Or do you feel like <laughs> you should have <laughs> stayed in the medical field? <laughs> No, I believe if things had worked out, I wouldn't be happy. I usually thought a medical career would give like security and fulfillment, but I honestly would be unhappy and miserable. Being on this journey, as I said before, I am so passionate about this and social change. And especially now during the pandemic, we learn the value of time and that time isn't measured by us or when we feel like we want to accomplish you know things oftentimes we put off things because we have time and time wastes on no man and I believe now more than ever it is the time for us to truly live a purpose driven and fulfilled life because what is the point you know 10 20 years from now you know is look back and say, is this the life that I really wanted to live? And I cannot wait to travel after this pandemic and reach more women. Friend, I can't wait to travel, okay? <laughs> I, was on my, uh, I was on my Instagram and a girlfriend of mine, uh, she put up a post, she was just like, I can't wait to walk down the aisle. And then when you hit the story to the next, you know, to the next slide, it was the aisle to get on the plane. I was like, yes, that's the type of aisle. <laughs> I can't wait <laughs> to walk down too. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, uh, I'm right there with you when it, when it comes to, when it comes to, to traveling. But yeah, the pandemic caused us to really like slow down and really face some things, you know, uh, I know this year has been really, really, really rough for us, you know, and, and I said it before you guys here on the podcast that the pandemic, it didn't cause really anything new. Yes, there's a disease that's, you know, that's going around and millions of people have been affected. But when it comes to your individual situation, it didn't necessarily cause anything new. It just exacerbated the problems that were already there. If anything, it put more of a spotlight on these issues that you possibly have been avoiding for so long. And so now, you know, you've been placed in a position where you have no other choice but to, to face it, to face the problem or the issue. And that's not something that we should, you know, shy from, shy away from. That's not something that we should like ignore. You know, we should do the work that's necessary to resolve these issues because it's it's hard to progress to the next level when you have you know baggage that you can let go of we have baggage that's literally you know holding you back and all you have to do is just wiggle a little bit to get rid of it but you're so afraid to wiggle it and and let go right so if anything take this time this downtime that we have you know the little bit that that we do have and really work on 
whatever it is that you need to work on that's going to better you and who you are, you know, because you never know who you are to motivate and who you are to inspire. I know we talked about, you know, how, you know, we can't wait to get on a plane, you know, but what about the people that's in your household? What about your children? You can motivate them. You know, you, even if your child is hard-headed, they still listening to you. They still pulling some type of motivation from you. You know, what about your spouse? You know, people that are close to you, they're pulling motivation from you as well, right? It doesn't have to be somebody in another country. It can literally be the person that's sitting right next to you right now as you're listening or watching this podcast episode. Do the work, go through the motions. I know it's going to be hard. I know. Believe me when I tell you, I know it's going to be hard, but the reward is so worth it. It's so worth it. You're going to get through it. You're going to, you're going to survive it. There has been many people who have faced their fears, who have faced their traumas and faced their issues and overcome enough people. So you can know that the same will happen for you. 100%. The same will happen for you. So talk to the women who are contemplating leaving a prestigious career to do something completely different. Give them some steps to get started. I'll say know your why. It's important that you let your why guide every single thing you do because oftentimes we try to jump ahead without saying, does this align with my purpose? Is it what I'm called to be? And take the leap. I mean, there's no perfect time to start. Just take the leap and embrace change. You know, change is ongoing and it's sometimes uncomfortable and knowing that it will take you time to get there. Find a mentor or a trusted advisor, someone who's already done the process. So you can also learn from their experiences as well and apply it to your life and find accountability because accountability will help you to keep on track, you know, ensure that you follow through with the process. And it's okay to fail. I mean, I grew up in a household where, you know, failure was ridiculed and often not even allowed, but we must give ourselves some time to fail. Failure reflects something negatively about you. It's just that the process didn't work out. And so it's to try again until you, the process becomes successful. So when you fail, do not take it personally and yeah, see it as a, a step to move forward and not backward or stay there yeah I I love that I love that you know when you mentioned um about the failure how it wasn't you know allowed in in your household it made me think about Sarah Blakely do you know who Sarah Blakely is Sarah G oh Sarah Blakely yes 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 so you guys Sarah Blakely she is the one that um created Spanx and so I heard her speak. I saw one of her speeches on YouTube. If you guys haven't listened to her speak, you should, because she's pretty funny. Like she's, she's good. She's pretty funny. And she has a, uh, her, her story, her come up story is, is really good. But anyway, during her speech, she talked about how her, her brother and her dad, you know, and her parents would sit down for dinner every day. And her dad would ask them, so, you know, what did you fail at today? And I was just like, what? And he asked them that on purpose because failing 
to do something means that you took some form of action. If you failed at something, that means that you put forth some type of effort in order for you to fail at it. And so it was like his way of teaching his kids to always go after whatever it is that they wanted. And he normalized failure for them. So when she would, you know, go door to door selling fax machines, if I remember correctly, you know, um, it was nothing for her to, to hear the word no, right? Because her father had normalized failure. So when she was, you know, going to these different people, trying to get them to invest in her vision for Spanx, like, hearing the word no, or are you crazy? It didn't deter her because her her father made it okay for her and her brother to fail. I just thought that was just so powerful. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna steal that. When I have kids and we sit out at the dinner table, I'm gonna ask them every day, so what you fail at today? <laughs> and so make true. It, yeah, and make it, a, make it a, normal, a normal thing to do because fear will break down anybody. I don't care how strong you are. Fear will break you down. It will paralyze you. But if you can just get past that fear, get past the fear of what people will say or how you look to somebody else or what they will say about you, you would experience that fulfillment and joy that Trishana has been talking about throughout this whole conversation right? You know, and she had to uh, fight this with, with her mom. It's usually somebody close to us that has this, this, this hold or, or has this, this weight on us that will cause us to do something completely opposite of what it is that we want to do, right? Because we're trying to get some type of validation from them. And as we mentioned before, if you don't deal with those beliefs it will even cause resentment you know with a loved one or or a particular thing Mm, resentment you're absolutely right you're absolutely right yeah that's the last thing you want to live with is is regret (laughs) or (laughs) with some type of of resentment but Trishana, this was amazing, friend. Thank you so much for being so <laughs> open and honest with uh, sharing your testimony. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Because I know that was that was pretty hard. And I'm pretty sure there are some other people out there who have Jamaican parents that can completely understand. <laughs> <laughs> what you what you uh what you went through. Uh, but before I let you go. I just have two more questions for you. Give us a book or audible book recommendation because I'm addicted to audible of a book um, that you have read or listened to that has inspired you in some way. Well, I'm an audible fan as well. The War of Art. I love that book because it talks about overcoming the form of resistance. And resistance is like a contagious disease that we all have. We're trying to that inner critique in our head that prevent us from actually pursuing what we call to be. And it doesn't matter who you are, whether you're an entrepreneur, writer, a movie star, actor, actress, it will literally stop you in the tracks if you listen to it. So basically it comes in and it tells it in different stories, which makes it very interesting. All right, you guys, I'm going to have that in the show notes. Just click on the audible button in the show notes. 
um, to get that book. I'm going to check that one out because no one has uh, said that one yet here on the podcast. Okay, one last question. When describing the meaning of living your truth, complete this phrase. I'm going to give you two words. You tell me what your third word is, okay? Self-awareness, purpose, and... And joy. <laughs> I love that joy. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, because self-awareness plus purpose definitely equals joy, you guys. Trishana, thank you so much, friend. This was amazing. Yeah, and thank you again for having me. Family, I hope this conversation leaves you encouraged and with actionable steps on what you can do to make the pivot, even during this pandemic, because I don't want the economy to prevent you from doing what you truly want to do and having a life that you really want to have. You know, yes, things are a little difficult right now. And yes, you know, you may have a few more hurdles to jump over, you know, to get to your desired destination. But delay doesn't mean denied, guys. And the good news is, you know, more challenges doesn't mean that you're unqualified or unworthy. Right. You just have to keep moving forward and then come back here to get the tips and actionable steps on how to do just that. So for next week, I'm doing an episode rewind so we can talk about exercising financial discipline during the holiday season. Now, this conversation is from my, you know, first podcast live event that I did last year right here in Houston, Texas. And it's one of my popular conversations. So definitely come back and check it out next week because the tips and advice are still relevant right now today. Family, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my podcast every single week. If you need support on your self-awareness journey, head on over to LakeishaWooder.com forward slash coaching for more information. Also note that all Audible recommendations are linked in the show notes and you can try Audible for free. Please remember to leave a five-star rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Also, don't forget to click the community button that's in the show notes so we can stay connected. Because family, as you know, I set a lofty goal to touch one million hearts within the next two years. And I can only do it with your help. So please remember to download each episode, share this conversation with at least four people that you know, and repost on your favorite social media platform. Well, family, I appreciate you. And my heart is filled with so much gratitude. So until next time, always remember that you are enough and your truth is beautiful. 